Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. set up for our next guest we got david hebner in the house hold on a second david and i'm going to bring you in let's do a sound check my friend we may need to do a tweak can you hear me i can hear you can you hear me oh you're coming through great i should i'm in my studio i'm in my studio brother oh man see you you look great i'm going to take my hat off here okay I just had a hat made here. I said, I'm finally going to do it. A little bit of merch. There. I love it. What is that, a Santa hat? That looks like Santa Claus. What is that? Well, it, it, oh, it, okay. Red, white, and blue. I love it. That's great. Being That's over in great. Bali for so long, I said, I need to have some link back home. So I saw the Absolutely. flag there. I said, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Folks, <laughs> we're excited to be here tonight with special guest David Havener. You know him? From the film, The Last Evangelist, he's got a lot going on over there. We're going to talk about it tonight, lastevangelist.com. And uh, David, welcome back, my friend. How you been? Oh, man, it's so good to be with you, Shannon. Thank you so much. You know, I was telling my wife, it's so good to be around people like-minded. I call it our tribe. You know, uh, out there, we, we go through the world, and we talk to people about what's happening in these last days, these end times. And a lot of times they look at you like a deer in headlights. So it's good to be with you and to be able to talk about the things that's, that I know is dear on your heart and dear to my heart. Man, likewise. Uh, Happy New Year to you. I think this is the first show we've done this year together. And uh, I'm so thankful to have you on tonight. And uh, folks, welcome aboard. Uh, we're just getting started. Please invite someone to tune in. Uh, we're streaming on several platforms tonight. So uh, to know your options, just go to the website OmegaManRadio.com. David, you want to open us up in prayer today? Sure, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for being here. I want to thank you for everyone listening 
to your voice tonight that the people that are here, the fact that we're here, it's not by accident, it's by a divine appointment. Father, you have something that you need to say to us, you want to say to us because you love us and we love you. We're asking Holy Spirit that you come into us, that you guide us and direct us and we're open to whatever it is that we need to know. Let us leave on a higher level in which we came in, in Jesus' name, amen. I say amen to that. David, um, I was on Facebook just a little bit ago, and I saw this picture of a beautiful church. Tell me about your church, man. This is awesome. Yeah, you know, I, I got this church about a year ago. God gave it to, to I mean, we bought it, but it, through the ministry. It was built in 1884. It's kind of a, a black sheep in the neighborhood in the way of it's an old church that is just dark white, but it looks like an old uh, castle, okay? It doesn't, now there's a church on every corner here, okay? You have your Baptist, you got your Methodist, you got your Catholic, and they're all pristine, they're all manicured, they're all like, you know, beautiful. And here, here's this old, big old castle church that we have, and I love it, built in 1884. And here's the kicker on this. The sanctuary where you worship is upstairs, and there's no elevator. So to, to worship, you need to climb the stairs and go upstairs. So when they built this in 1884, all the churches around the, um, the town laughed at them. This is the story this, that was told. They laughed at them because they built their sanctuary on the upper floor. And they thought, they said, that's crazy. Nobody builds their sanctuary upstairs. Well, about a year later came the great flood, because the place is on a river, came the great flood of the century and flooded out all the churches in the town except the church that I have now. And people ended up meeting upstairs in that church because all the other churches were flooded. That is amazing. You know, I'm looking at this beautiful picture. And it took me right back to my childhood. Growing up in the churches that my grandfather's pastored, I had two grandfathers, I was very blessed. Um, one pastor and then another one, later in life, got the calling and began to pastor, last 20 years of his life. But they had the same style uh, churches with the, the wooden pews. And um, later on, if you got money, you would put padding on them. But I like the actual wood <laughs> myself. But um, when, when they started out, I remember getting on those things, and as a child, I'd just jump on one and slide all the way across the other. And uh, Right, yeah. We used to get in trouble. Sometimes we would get caught crawling underneath the pews during the church service. That's a that's a no-no. You don't want to do that. Get a spanking for that. Right. Um, man, that's the church to me. Um, I know that some don't have that experience. They come in these modern churches, and it looks like you're going into a theater with a you know, cinema seating and all, and a cup holder. But yeah, that doesn't seem right. like church to me. I mean, no, when but I saw what you had, I said, man, that's the church of God right there. <laughs> well, well, praise God. You know, churches now, they don't have altars anymore. Right. Um, when I was a kid growing up, I think you, you, you would testify to this. Churches had altars. It had a place you could go and kneel down and repent and cry out to God, you know? Yes. Um, it, well, back then they had preachers that would give altar calls, and they would 
preach hell and they would preach repentance. They don't do that anymore. They preach your best life now. They jerked out all the altars in the church because, you know, forbid anybody is a sinner. They would have to go up in front of everybody and kneel down. Are you kidding? That's humiliating. No, I'm telling you right now, God's looking for churches with altars. He wants He wants to put the altars back in churches. David, I know what an altar is. You know what an altar is, but that's a foreign word to many out there. What do you mean by an altar? Well, an altar is, is in, in Christianity, I'm not going to say modern-day Christianity because they don't have them anymore much, but when you and I were growing up, an altar was a place that we could go and lay our cares and lay our troubles and lay our sins down in front of the Lord. It was symbolic. Now, you could have an altar anywhere. You can have an altar in your closet, an altar in your you know, house, wherever. But it's symbolic uh, of going before the Lord and laying your troubles down. And it's also a, it's a testimony. It's, a testimony. it's, a, it's testifying in front of other people. Jesus said, I'm going to paraphrase, if you're not ashamed of me, I won't be ashamed of you. Okay? So when you go in front of people and you kneel down and you're praying and you're crying, it's a way of saying, God, I'm not ashamed to let people see me come before you and and kneel down before you and ask forgiveness. I'm not ashamed of that because you're my God. I'm your child. And uh, Shannon, we've lost that. And it's sad because I'm telling you, Satan's really getting into this movement, this modern-day Christian movement, and really making people sterile. No question about it. And uh, what you're doing over there is beautiful. I wouldn't change a thing to it. I mean, it is awesome. Uh, Many just don't have this experience. But this is the early church, and I believe it's a church that we need to come back to today that we're missing. Uh, the, The altar. You know, up in front of all the pews, folks, there was, you know, there would be a, usually the podium up there. And a lot of times they would have, they would call it the uh, showbread table. It would be just a, a table up in the middle. Maybe you'd put the offering plates up there, maybe a cross. But to the left and right were these areas where you kneel down with a railing. And you just get up there and, you know, just pray through. And, right. And um, whatever your need was, maybe. Right. You needed a miracle in your family, lost loved one, right? Uh, your spouse not doesn't know Jesus, your child, whatever. People would come up for healing, and um, there was not a, a service that went by that I can remember, David, in the early church where after the uh, the message was preached, the pastor would invite people to come up to the altars, and it didn't right. mean that you were not saved if you came up. Most people were. No. There'd be some that needed to come up though, and and receive Christ, but to pray through. And then that's when they would have uh, people come by and, and pray one for the other. And uh, you see people weeping, uh, people getting breakthroughs. And then uh, usually they would close with a song and uh pastor would be in the back. He would greet everybody as you're going out. And that's a church that I remember. It was a family unit. Absolutely. You know, there's two types of repentance. There's a repentance unto salvation, and then there's a repentance unto restoration. Um, And of course, the repentance unto salvation is monumental, because without that, anything else, none of it matters. But people think, well, I repented, I accepted the Lord, so I'm done with that. And I'm telling people, no, that's just the beginning. 
Now it's repentance unto restoration. So when we walk into a church and we God touches our heart, we it it does us good to go in front of everyone, kneel down before God and repent, pour out our sins, say, God, I'm sorry for what I did. I turned back. I want to be restored. This is repentance unto restoration. Absolutely. Folks, if you're just listening in, you're missing the video. Come on over to YouTube. We're also on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter. We've got uh, Rumble running tonight. We've got a couple platforms up since our last show, David. And um, joy you to come in and, and see David. Uh, David, what an, what an honor to be with you tonight. I'm looking behind you, and I see a poster for the film that you did called The Last Evangelist. Where did this concept of the last evangelist come from what is the last evangelist for people who have not seen it it's a tv series and i call it csi meets the book of revelation i play a cop and i bust underground churches for not registering with the government okay and um so until i hear god's voice saying why are you persecuting my people and so with the bible in one hand a gun in the other i set out to find the antichrist so it deals with shutting down churches, taking people's rights away. We deal with the deadly vaccine. And also this episode two is going to be called the insertion. Now, God gave me this, Shannon, five years ago, uh, two and a half years before this pandemic. People would read the script and thought it was science fiction. But after it happened, I went and filmed episode one. It's out right now. If people want to see it, they can go to davidhevener.tv. It's their exclusive. Um, and if they want to fund episode two, they can go to lastevangelist.com and help us fund episode two. But I, it's a TV series. I'm going to keep doing it as long as God wills. And it's about what's happening today in current events. I play a cop. I deal with those issues. But it's based on the Bible. It's based on end times prophecy. So there you go. And that, that's, that's what this poster is all about. And that's what the TV series is all about. Brother, you're, you're kind of talking about a scenario that may not be that far from us here in America. I mean, when you talked about uh, the part you play is to go in and, and bust uh, churches, underground churches, churches that haven't registered with the government. They were doing that in communist China just a few years ago. I heard about... They were doing it in America just a year and a half ago. They were busting churches for not, uh, for not shutting down. Because of COVID. Speak, it. Speak the truth, brother. You're exactly right. That's what happened, folks. Do we understand that? In China, of course, they had this one um, government leader who shut down like 2,000 churches. He would make uh, big shows of blowing up crosses. They would detonate them. Not to mention, you know, they're yeah. looking for underground leaders. And when they grab you, they put you in jail, folks. North Korea, they brutally execute you to make an example for anyone else who would try to have an underground church. Folks, that's going on in the globe. And then we get this order in America, comply with the mandate, shut down. And brother, it's sad to say there weren't too many people that I recall that stood up to it. And you know, one guy we know of, uh, Ronnie Howard Brown, he was arrested for standing up for it. And then we had MacArthur out in the West Coast, got in his legal battles. But I respect these men for for making a stand and um, you know let's just say someone's sick 
Where else should they go but to the church? Doesn't it say if there be any of you sick among you? Come right. to the elders of the church and they will anoint them with yeah. oil. And the Yeah. You know, we know the rest. Um, people were afraid. Pastors were afraid. Oh, I'm afraid I might catch COVID. Uh, let's do Zoom. Right. Listen, I think uh, right. at large, a church failed that test. And, you know, where we felt it, we repent. Lord, maybe I didn't make the stand I should have. Um, help me this next time, because I believe there's going to be a next time. David, what do you think? Oh, are you kidding? That was just a beta test. They were just, they were just getting warmed up. Now, I, I don't know that they're going to use a vaccine necessarily, although they could. Um, the next really big hit is going to be the financial hit. Uh, they're going to go into this digital currency. Along with this digital currency, I believe they're going to pull off another fear. Uh, I call it a, a, a fear event. Um, it could either be a 9-11 or it could be another vaccine whatever, as long as it places fear into people <clears throat> to take immediate action. See, if they do that at the same time, they come out the digital currency, it'll cause people to go into this digital currency overnight. So if you're told that the bank is closing and you've got $5,000 in the bank, okay, but the bank's going to shut down, you're going to lose all your money. However, if you'll switch over to this digital currency, your money will be saved. We'll give you 5,000 digital points, right? Yes. So you'll be happy to trade that in, right? The, the problem with this 5,000 digital points is only worth about $1,000. You see, they can control what the money's worth. Not only that, but now they can control what you buy and sell. They can control your life, all right? So this is what I believe is going to happen next and it'll be several things at once so they can uh, fulfill their agenda I think you're right on target folks pay attention to this that David is saying because we're seeing already this being telegraphed I heard a few months ago the Federal Reserve along with some of the major banks were running the test for the CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. It's like a federal Bitcoin, if you will, for those who've been in crypto. They know that the dollar is crashing. The, the Federal Reserve, um, the Treasury, the government. And we're running scared right now in America. We should be as a nation because we've had this thing, I, I think they're called dollar hegemony, where the whole world has to buy oil in dollars, right? The petrol dollar? The Bretton Woods Agreement, I think some of those meetings established some years ago. And as long as the dollar is king of the hill, everything's good for America and the economy. We will be the last one to fail, but we've got big problems now. This organization yeah. I heard recently of called BRICS. Uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, I think it is. And it's these nations. You heard Russia and China in there, the biggest superpowers out there next to America. Maybe they are even bigger. They say, we don't want to use a dollar anymore. Dollar sucks. It's worthless. Right. There's nothing right. backing it. Many people are saying, we want to join BRICS. Even Indonesia, where I'm at, has said, hey, we would like to join you. 
I think it's smart of them to do it. But that means death of the dollar. And the only thing then to back up the dollar is going to be uh, military muscle power. Yeah. Now, David, let me ask yeah. you a question. You've been watching this stuff going on in Ukraine and Russia. And uh, I'm not that anybody died, but I feel bad for both sides. But I think this is total lunacy for us to go over there and poke the bear, Russia, in the eye and think that we're going to go out unscathed. I think that this is a suicide mission by a bunch of lunatics who think that we're going to be able to go up against Russia and win, forgetting that they have Russian subs that can be out there in international waters legally, fire a hypersonic missile, take out America in two minutes? Or do we have some people embedded in government? And this is the other scenario. Communists who want to destroy America. They want to antagonize enemies so that they nuke us. I mean, I don't think we can win. It almost feels to me, David, if we were back there in the time of King David uh, or King Saul before him, going into battle with the Philistines without the Ark of God with us. If you went into the battle without the word from the Lord, the prophet backing you and the Ark of the Covenant, you would usually be toast. And I feel like yeah. we're, we're at that point now. Uh, but Could it be that we're going into World War III to defend the dollar? You think that could be the bottom line? What's your thoughts on this? Mm. Now, I don't think I don't think um, World World War Three. Yes, um, I don't know that that's what they would call it. Um, I, I, you know, I interviewed Urban Baxter, the late great Urban Baxter. I'm not. Don't know if you're familiar. Yes, I did. Guy. I did many interviews with Urban, um, and we talked about America in these last days. So, it, is it going to be around? What's what's its position? What's its influence? And he clearly stated, um, matter of fact, if you go to my channel, uh, davidhebner.tv, and type in Urban Baxter, you'll see these interviews. Um, he clearly stated, and I agree with him, that two-thirds of the population will be wiped out, okay? Um, and I'm kind of paraphrasing. So I think ultimately, Shannon, this is a setup it's another, imagine playing chess. You're playing chess with the Antichrist, okay? Um, it is another move into the checkmate, okay? And checkmate is not checkmate against Satan. It's checkmate against people who think they know God but don't, okay? This is the case of America. They are a country... They call themselves a godly country, a Christian country, and America is no more a Christian country than, you know, Indonesia or whatever. So we have moved into a space and a place. We now flip the switch. The fuse is burning. It will blow. How much of America will be left? What's it going to look like, you know, after things are over? I don't know. I don't think America has a lot of influence in the last days. I think that it's a it's a Babylon that has babbled its last babble. And I also think that it is delusional, 
well, God said he's going to send a great delusion. They think they're, they know God. They think they're of God. They think they can't be beat. This is a sad situation. So I don't know. I took a long time to answer your question, but I hope I did. Well, I asked a lot of questions in there. So, yeah, I think you did a good job, uh, as can be done on this. I mean, you know, I think you're right. We're being set up for checkmate. That's perfect. Because uh, bit by bit, uh, our liberties are being taken away. We can see persecution ramping up. Right. Uh, the church at large is going crazy. I won't mention some names tonight, but we got people on TV with hair that looks just like my hat. Looks like a snow cone. Wearing little name tags to say, I don't do demons. And they say they're regularly, I call it astral projection, going up to the throne room of God and watching Elvis in concert. <laughs> watching movies produced by heaven. Get a snow cone up there. I, I need to watch the station you're watching because I need some comedy in my life. So this, <laughs> I'm tired of watching Archie Bunker. I need to watch the station that you're watching about the people going up to heaven, watching Elvis do a, a, a astroing up to heaven. You know. I think they really believe they're doing that. I said, uh, "Well, you're going somewhere, but it, it isn't where you think you're going." Demons got right. those people. Uh, <laughs> it's just getting crazy out there. I look at uh, many of the mainstream denominational churches. Some of them are ordaining lesbians to pastor yeah. the churches. I'm like, right. what happened to these churches? Right. I mean, right. what is right. going on? When you say the right. last evangelist, I wonder if we're going to have the last church still <laughs> still standing. We are. We are. We are the last church, Shannon. Take a look in the mirror. You're looking at the last church. We are the last. You are the last evangelist, you know. Lord Jesus. David, should the Lord tarry? I'm 53. I just turned 53 and uh, just had another child at 52. Congratulations. Wow. Well, thank you. But I sure wish I was 30 when I did it. Now, let's just say that things go on longer than we thought. I got to hold out so that these kids can grow. I want to see them get to at least 20 or 25. I'll be well to my 70s or 80s then. If this thing hasn't yeah. wrapped up. And I asked myself the question, how am I to impart to them so that they know what the real church is about? Because if it's whacked out now, what will it look like in 20 years from now? Yeah. I mean, Lord Jesus, yeah. he says, well, I find faith when I return is the point. Right. Mm -hmm. And now, naturally, I don't know. I don't know how much time we got. We may not have long by the look of it. I do know at the same time, we got to occupy until Jesus takes us home. He comes back mm -hmm. first, you know, whichever takes place first. And that is your mission, uh, the last evangelist. Now, in the uh, in this series that you're doing, I don't want to give the whole story away. People need to watch this. But there, there comes a point in time where you go from, uh, going after the churches that are not registered with government to having a power encounter with Christ. Explain how that happens that uh, you wake up. Yeah, you know, um, the backstory is my grandmother used to read the Bible to me when I was a little kid, okay? And by the way, congratulations on your baby. Thank you. And uh, and you, as you know, I don't need to tell you this, but praying over them and reading scripture with them, for, even from the time they're a week old all the way till they leave the house, you know, 
Um, but anyway, in my character, my grandmother used to pray for me, pray over me, and read scripture. And, and she would always read the end time scriptures, Ephesians, Timothy, um, Revelation. And so I guess this was embedded in my brain. So all this stuff that was going on as I was an FBI agent seeing these Christians being persecuted, it, it was inside of me. It was planted. And so one night I hear a voice, and it's God's voice, wanting to know why, why I'm persecuting people. And I go blind. I wake up blind. And, uh, of course, I try to tell people what, I, what happened, and they look at me like, like I'm a deer in headlights. So I realize that I've got to escape. I've got to get out of the hospital. I end up in the hospital. I realize I've got to get out of the devil's portal. And so I won't give the story away, but I do escape. And uh, yeah, so that I don't want to give any more of it away. I want people to watch it. I think they'll get a kick out of it. Absolutely. And I want to do a plug for it now. Where can people go to watch this? Where do they go to buy a copy of the episode? Where can they stream it, et cetera? Well, thank you, Shannon. I appreciate it. You can go to davidhebener.tv. That's the only place you can watch it. If you go now, you can get 30 days free. Sign up first. It's free. It won't cost you a nickel. Um, but if you sign up for a year, you get two months free. And that'd be support in the ministry. I really would appreciate it. Or if you want to buy the DVD, we have a collector's edition of Last Evangelist, Episode 1. And I have on the back some banned videos, which got me kicked off some platforms with me and Michael Lake and Lisa Haven, Sheila Lusinski. So you can get that. Um, and uh, and also I have this End Times DVD book, uh, uh, eight hours of footage on End Times and, uh, you know, uh, One World, uh, New World Order, Illuminati and Astral Projection, all that stuff. So you can get all this stuff at uh, davidhevener.tv forward slash order, or you can go to eight four. Uh, you can text the word chosen to nine one nine nine nine, or you can call eight four four eight zero six triple zero six. This is uh, thank great. you, Shannon. So they can go to uh, davidhevener.tv uh, uh, forward slash order. Now, is there a link also from lastevangelist.com? Yes, you can go to lastevangelist.com. If you would like to donate, because that's the way we're raising money, it's crowdfunding. Yes. You can be an actor, you can be a producer, uh, you can get a special thanks. Wow. And I, look, I tell people, we're just raising 20 grand. I'd, I'd love to have 20,000 people donate a dollar. Why? Because it's not the amount that you donate, it's, it's the fact that you participate. You know, I, I want to know that people really want this, that God has really called people to to walk beside me and help me with this. So if God lays it on your heart, love to have you as a uh, as a donor. Did I hear that correct? You could do another episode for as little as 20 grand? Yeah, I mean, it costs more than that because I own the equipment. We have wow. the building. I work for nothing. You know, that it would cost a lot more normally, you know, but, but we just need $20,000 more just to, to, to get rolling on it. Uh, so we we don't we don't spend a lot of money. You don't need to spend a lot of money. Most, most of that stuff, the money Hollywood spends, goes in all the fat cat's pockets, and it gets <laughs> it evaporates. He, all that most of that stuff is nonsense, you know. Whoa, this is exciting, folks. And uh, you can help crowdfund the Last Evangelist series. 
I encourage everybody to be part of this. How cool is that? You can be part of a powerful Christian film. You know, I love I love the work you're doing, uh, David. Um, I got bored the other day, and I was on YouTube, and uh, I was just thumbing through the channels. I had already watched Redacted News, which I like to watch for news. And uh, all of a sudden, a Christian channel popped up, someone put up there, and they had some of these old movies from the 70s. Do you remember a series way back then? It was called A Distant Thunder. Um, uh, it sounds familiar. And there were some movies that were made uh, for the end times, back in the 70s. And then there was a guy named Russell Doughton, if I remember his name. He was on the original Blob with Steve McQueen as a young filmmaker. And he became a Christian. And then in the 70s, he made some movies about the end times. And um, I'll tell you what. They were they were shocking, you know. People going to the end times, to the mark of the beast, and people, you know, even losing their head for Christ. And I said, wow. "What a wake up call this is!" And then I watched another one called Years of the Beast from 1981. And man, the content is so good; it stood the test of time. And um, in in the film, there would typically be a little teaching on the Book of Revelation, and they did it in the old-timey church. And that really caught my attention. And so when I'm looking at your beautiful church today, man, you all did a beautiful job on that. I was looking at the fours, uh, beautiful staining and beautiful wooden pews. Don't change a thing, man. Um, that is <laughs> that is so, uh, so blessing to be able to be in one of those services. And I'm thinking, uh, I this is what you're doing, David. You're making Christian films with a true message to wake people up to realize we don't have a lot of time left, folks, to make that decision where we're going to spend eternity. And, you know, um, some people will wait till it's too late. You and I can't afford to do that, folks. There are things coming on this planet that can, you know, it could be be time over. You can be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Earthquake hit. If you don't know Christ, it's too late. Um, You've got a power-packed message in these Hollywood-quality films that you're producing. you got episode one done. You can help David do more. I want to help. This is exciting. Now, David, um, got more to talk to you about, but I want to ask you, uh, again, on the church itself, are you holding regular services there? And can people attend? I do. I I do. On Friday nights, I hold a small group. Uh, We do demon warfare. Um, and then, of course, I broadcast out of here. This is where I am now. So I broadcast my Monday night show out of here. And then I have a new Sunday morning uh, uh, Sunday morning sermon that I do at 11 o'clock every Sunday morning, 11 a.m. And I broadcast out of here. Um, and then also uh, lease the, the church out to a congregation on Sunday morning. Um, and they're very conservative. I think they're very solid. Um, so that, and then we film here. This is where we film Last Evangelist. This is where our sets are. You know, the police station is upstairs on the third floor of the church. And uh, we just built in the prison that where they lock up Christians downstairs. That would be episode two. So, uh, whoa, man, that's yeah. exciting. This is exciting, yeah. folks. Uh, my grandfather passed away last year. It's been a year almost. Um, 90 years old, David. I call him one of the last of the generals. He was old school. 
he and grandmother got the calling to get in the ministry in the 50s. They didn't have Bible school behind them. They didn't have anything but a baptismal certificate. <laughs> you take, you get baptized, they give you a certificate. But they had the to call the Lord. The Holy Ghost called them. Actually called right. them into the mission fields of Texas at the time. If you would believe that was a mission field. But there was a lot of churches that didn't have pastors back then. They'd be old country churches. I mean, they were so old, they had outhouses on the outside. And um, we could talk about that for hours, but the reason he came to mind now is um, when Granddad was doing one of his last churches, they had the old-timey church that I grew up in like you have. They're so beautiful. They would build them like this in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and so forth. And then um, later in years, someone said, we want something more modern. So they actually built like a gymnasium and had a church in there, and that was a little bit more modern. But uh, mm-hmm. some years ago, I had an opportunity to do a um, do a little documentary. I don't know what you call it. It was really a video is what it is. But I had my friend, mm-hmm. the late Al Cuppet, and he had a, a message he wanted to bring, and we were looking for a place to shoot it. So I said, where am I going to shoot this thing? And then I remembered Granddad, and I said, Granddad, do you think we could film this in your church? He said, sure, son, come on over. We got to film it in the old-timey church like you have and I go back and look at that now, man. It just so blesses me. Because uh, that's the real church. You know, David, I don't recognize the church today, my brother. I don't recognize the music. I don't recognize the um, the programs that they have. And I'm not knocking people. I'm not, people love Jesus, and I'm not knocking the work. But I'm just saying, I don't know. I may be like a time capsule. And um, I remember the old hymnal books that you get on the back of those wooden pews. They would come in green or brown, and they would have like the old songs, turn to page 53, the old rugged cross, whatever it was. Amazing grace. In the name of Jesus, the demons have to flee. Does anybody remember that song? Probably not. Unless you were... I was in the church of the 70s. Okay, so I'm only 53, so... But I I remember being in Sunday school at age four. I grew up in the church of the 70s and then the 80s, and then about the mid-90s, I dropped out. And uh, not saying you want to drop out of church, but that's what I remember. And then when I came back in, it was like, David, the music's so loud, it hurts my ears. Yeah. And I said, what's going on here? I don't mean to be rude, but I went in there one time, and I, and it just hurt so bad, I had to go outside till the music was over. I don't, know who, yeah. I don't even know who they're singing about with many of these songs today. Not many of them use the name of Jesus. No, no, it's it, yeah, it it it's apostate. You know, um, I know not everyone. I know not everyone. But what we're talking about here, Shannon, is a system, a church system, and I think that's what you're alluding to. The system is a is the system of the Antichrist, and it has sucked the church, uh, the the church leaders many of the congregation into a false doctrine. Uh, The reason you don't recognize it probably is because a lot of it is counterfeit. Uh, I call it the way I see it. I don't mess around. Um, They uh, have taken the Word of God and they've watered it down and they have what I call a Candyland Jesus and they're chewing on cotton candy scripture. Everything's real sweet. 
the reason that God cannot live in an environment like that is God must and can only function in an environment of being humble, uh, repenting. Uh, well, it's like you and I talked about. God wants altars. He wants to walk into, God wants to be in a church where people are on their knees, repenting, crying out, being cleansed. And these new churches, they're not even set up like that anymore. It's like you said, they look like movie theaters or rock concerts. So we're clearly in the system of the Antichrist, which many people think that's church, but it's not. This music that people play, this is a big business, Shannon. I'm a songwriter. I come from Nashville. I come from the music industry. 90% uh, of the Christian songs comes out of a place called Franklin, Tennessee, Brentwood, Tennessee. And I know the publishers. And, and they're just businessmen, okay? Uh, they're businessmen. So it's about money. So when you're singing these songs, these new songs, you have no idea who really wrote these songs. You know, a lot of them aren't even biblically based, okay? So be careful. Be careful if you're in church. Be careful, be careful, be careful. Do not think because you're in church that uh, you're not around demons because demons love to go to church. Yes, they do. And you mentioned a special service that you do called Demon Warfare. Tell me more about that. Yeah. Well, we, we, we focus on the enemy and his tactics, okay? So many people are getting taken down, God's people, through addiction, uh, through sickness, death, um, depression. And these are demonic attacks. And until God's people understand it's a war and know how to fight the enemy, they're just going to keep getting taken out. So we focus on the tactics of the enemy and how to deal with it and the power that lives in us that God gave us, that was transferred to us from Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Absolutely. You're doing what Jesus did. You preach the gospel with signs that follow. I don't think we can improve on that, folks. You know, David, I've mentioned this a lot recently, but as I'm reading through the Bible, I'm trying to do it every day, Monday through Friday. Um, I read where Jesus was approached by some of the Pharisees, some of the people that were with Herod's group, and they said, hey, Jesus, Herod's looking to find you. He wants to kill you. And I was amazed at what he said. It gives us a picture of what he was doing the last 72 hours of his life. He responded to them, go tell that fox... Today I cast out devils and do cures, and tomorrow, and I believe you said the third day I'm going to be glorified. He'll be lifted up. Right. The last 72 hours, he was casting out devils and healing the sick. Yep. He wasn't saying goodbyes to his brothers and sisters. He wasn't fishing. He wasn't living his best life now. Jesus one time said, I don't even have a place to lay my head. Right. Um, and so it's an eye-opener when you look at uh, where it seems that the church's priorities are today. Why, why, or why are we not putting that same priority on the things that Jesus said that were important? Of course, he said in Mark 16, preach the gospel, and these signs that will follow them that believe. Um, I think that those that don't do these things are in for a rude awakening. Let me fast forward here a little bit, David. Um, let's say these things that we see happening, uh, 
they're talking about happening in the news actually come to pass. They've taken away the currency. We're all being tracked on a uh, you know an app. Um, they put in further stricter regulations on movement. Uh, we start to see some of this persecution. Maybe we're in a full-blown war. Um, how are the church today with what they're being taught going to survive that? Because I know some, I mean, it's just confusion. Some believe that we're already in the new millennial reign of Christ. I think they call themselves the preterist. So Jesus has already come back. There's no tribulation. Don't worry about the Antichrist. And then some that uh, do believe it, they say, well, let's don't even talk about that because we'll all be out of here before trouble starts. I'm not so certain. You know, I'm not against getting out of here early, but it, what if Jesus doesn't come when a lot of people were taught? You know, we were taught in the early church Jesus could come back tonight. You know, right. And uh, one thing it did teach me to do is always be cognizant. I need to be ready to meet Jesus at all time. But um, I know it's not a salvation doctrine. Some believe they're going to get out of here before the tribulation. Others are going to go through it. And others say it'll all pan out in the end. You know, I'm pan-trib. It'll work out one way or the other. But uh, I think that there's going to be a great falling away. Isn't that what Jesus said? People being offended because of persecution coming for the cause of Christ? Um, and what are we going to say to the North Koreans right now? And the Chinese underground church? Uh, they're in life or death struggles right now. I don't think American Christians really are prepared for what may be ready to break forth on this country. What do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> of course they're not, because the church system doesn't preach the real gospel. And you said it yourself. These things shall follow. Well, what things? Casting out demons, healing the sick, raising the dead, and preaching the gospel. Does any of that follow most of the people walking out of your modern-day church? Look, at, go to any Sunday, stand on the corner and stop people and ask them, pick a church. Uh, do you cast out demons? Do you heal the sick? Do you raise the dead? Do you preach the gospel? Well, they might say they preach the gospel. I, I highly doubt it. You can't preach something you don't know, okay? So the truth is, the church is gonna side with the government. They're gonna side with the one world, the new world order. It'll be a one world religion because they'll all these denominations will all get sucked into one because they'll be forced to do that and they will actually be our enemy they will actually it actually is the same uh demon that nailed jesus on the cross it's the same evil force that lived in the pharisees and the scribes back when jesus walked the face of the earth so the church will not survive for god it will only survive for Satan. Uh, God's people, the true remnant, will be persecuted. Um, to, uh, you know, Revelation talks about to the point of death. Uh, so we have to be ready to tell the truth and stand up for God and, and, and no matter what the consequences. Absolutely, folks. We gotta we it, we gotta remain patient, keep the faith till the end, whatever end that takes for you and I. I know that um, yeah. many have went home to be with the Lord Jesus already, and uh, they're not gonna have to live to see some of these events. 
but I sure am thankful for what we've been able to learn from some of the old timers uh, to get prepared so we can endure to the end because we may be here longer than we think, folks. Again, I'm not going to yeah. argue anymore with people. Uh, I could be totally wrong, but even my own family, my uh, you know, we were we were taught taught the rapture could happen any time. But then, late, years later, my grandfather said, "You know, I think we're going to be here longer than than we thought." I took the attitude that I don't think we're getting out here till the last Trump. And uh, my grandmother, she disagreed with both of us. She said, "Son, I think there's some fruit gatherings." And um, I, I respect my grandmother and grandfather, and both of them went home to be with Jesus. They didn't have to live to see this day, but. Um, I'm not so sure that most of the people that today think they're ready are ready. I think the vast majority are not. And we're going to see that great falling away. People are going to get offended. Just like the parable of the sower. The, the seed is being sown. That's the word of God. And Anon with joy, there were people that received Christ, but it said when persecution came for the name of Christ, they got offended and they fell away. I'm wondering, David, how many are going to get offended when they find out that uh, you cannot participate in the coming system unless you take the mark, you swear allegiance to the beast. If we live to see that day, how many would be able to say no? How many said no to the you-know-what in the arm? I had right. friends on both sides. Some took it, some didn't. Uh, some didn't know what it, what it was. They just trusted the doctors. Others said, well, I just can't afford not to fly anymore. And, you know, there was something inside of me, and I'm so thankful for my uh, upbringing. I said, wait a minute. This thing stinks to high heaven. Uh, and I, I warned it was coming. And I said, when they start this rollout, because they've tried it before in years past. You remember back in, I think it was like 2008 or nine. they had the um, H1N1 and they were trying to do this mask, you know what, campaign. People didn't really buy it, many. They've been wanting to do this, the globalists, for some time. CDC, yeah. who? And they got their perfect opportunity. And I believe that they, um, this is all contrived chaos. I believe that whole COVID-19 is a cover story for the brute force power grab of our freedoms worldwide. And I said, these people are never going to stop. Now I just heard last night on Redacted, Australia is pushing people to get the fifth one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really bad in Australia. It's bad in Canada. There's certain countries it's really, really d difficult for the people. I have a lot of these people on my show on Monday night, and they give me an update. It really is shocking, Shannon. But see, this is a worldwide event. It's a world. A lot of people think it's in America. No, it's not about America. Like I said, we don't even know if America's going to be around. This is happening like a big web all over the world, okay? And God's people, and I believe many of people listening tonight to your broadcast are God's people. I'm talking about the remnant, not the church system, okay? In the days of being lukewarm folks, of sitting on the fence, being silent, saying you're a Christian, that's over. God's not going to tolerate that anymore. He wants real warriors to stand up and to fight. And Shannon, can I read you a scripture here that I feel like God gave me? Absolutely. Please. We don't get enough of the yeah. word, David. 
Yeah. So, yeah. So before I go to a conclusion and, and uh, I wanted to read scriptures, I feel like it's important that we go to God's word. Um, but Revelation 2.10, do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. God's speaking to you out there right now. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you and you will suffer persecution for 10 days. Be faithful even to the point of death, and I will give you life as your victor's crown. Okay. Now, you got David, that's a little bit sad. I mean, am I really going to be put in prison? Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Persecution doesn't mean defeat. It means to press against. Okay. If you look at Proverbs 28, 1, Proverbs 28.1, this is for you, Shannon, and your audience, and everyone listening to me. It says, the wicked flee, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. The wicked flee, though no one pursues. When people said that if you don't take this thing in your body, you're probably, you, you have a good chance of dying, well, the wicked just fleed right to those uh, jab junctions right? But the righteous became bold as a lion. They said, I'm not going to let fear dictate my life. So you and I are children of God. You and I are lions. We are not wicked and we do not uh, let fear be a factor in our lives. It's love, power, and the sound mind. Amen. And you know, I don't want to condemn anybody out there who made a mistake and you took it, but I want to tell you, uh, you failed the pop quiz. There's a final exam maybe coming to some of us and you cannot have fail, afford to fail that. That's a pass or fail grade. Now, right. I put my butt where my mouth is. I haven't been off this island of Bali in three years and you can better believe I'm raring to get out of here. Three years. Stuck on Gilligan's Island. Couldn't fly. Things are opening, though. For how long, I don't know, and we're hoping that'll be our way to get out of here, wherever God would have us to go. If he wants to come back to America, so be it. If he wants to stay, I'll do that, too. You know what? I've come to the point where, you know what? I just gave up. I said, God, I'm not going to try to do it myself. Your will be done. Where do you need me the most? But I want to tell you something interesting that happened the other day. Just this weekend, there is a mall here, David, in, uh, in, in Bali called Level 21 just a basic mall you can go in there get a cup of coffee they've got a theater there they've got a couple clothing stores just a, a place to walk around small mall but for a year and a half I haven't been able to get in because they put these rules in place where the security guard up the front would make you take your phone and scan the app uh, the, the QR code which triggered the Padunglingi app which tells them if you've been inoculated or not of course, I said to my family, you know what? We're going to trust in the blood of Jesus. Everybody's fond of quoting Psalm 91. It's a protection for the arrow that flieth by night, you know, the pestilence, pestilence you know, pestilence, the arrow, etc. Either the blood of Jesus works or it doesn't. And I had to make the decision. Either the blood of Jesus is more powerful than this virus, or it's not. Is it or it's not? If it is, then I'm going to rely on that. It's my inoculation. And we didn't take anything for granted, you know. We're all getting information from the news, and they're showing people dropping dead. 
you know, three years ago. Right. I said, we're going to trust Jesus. And every time we'd go out, we'd plead the blood of Jesus. I also know we could pray for each other in Jesus' name and be healed. And, you know, God's protected us. You know, we had the flu, but, you know, we didn't die. And God has sustained us. And so that meant we could not get into many venues because they had locked us out, if you'd believe that. I said, what the hell's going on here? We're getting kind of a foretaste of the market of the B system. You can't buy or sell. I can't go in the mall, can't get on a plane. What's up with this? I'm not happy about it. Let me just say that. But um, I said, we haven't seen nothing yet. Folks, wait till the mark comes out if we live to see it. Are you ready to say no to the system? We have to. If we bow to the beast, worship his image, we're damned. Well, let me get back to the story, though. My wife one day gets me on WhatsApp, David, and she says, uh, I said, hey, where you at? She says, I'm at level 21. I said, what do you mean? I've tried to get in there, you know, two times. They turned me away. She said, I don't know. They just opened it up. And I said, well, that's good news. So I said, you know what? I haven't been back there in a while. I want to go over there. And so this weekend, I went up there. I was looking for a blazer jacket. And uh, I got up there, and before I went looking for some clothes, I decided to get a cappuccino. I walked in this little coffee shop, and uh, people were still wearing masks. Sometimes you still have to do that to get in. I don't have a problem with that. I'll do that. But I went in and ordered my cappuccino, and I went to pay and gave them the money, and they said, we don't take money. What? Cashless. Only take the card. I said, what? You won't take my cash? It pissed me off, I'll be honest with you. I held my hand up and said, what about 666, Mark of the Beast? And I think one of the guys heard about it. And I he called a supervisor. I got the heck out of there. They might have called a security guard on me. Got, you know, pissed him off. But I got to thinking, man, it's going to be just like that. You're going to go in one day, and you're going to want to pay, and they say, your money doesn't work here. Yeah. And you mentioned those digital currencies. Folks, let me tell you something, how fast this thing can happen. Some people may not remember this, but I remember the news a few years ago, David, in India. Got a billion people over there, right? The government said, we're releasing a new currency tomorrow. And effective tomorrow, your old money will not work. All you need to do is come in and get in line and exchange it. All of a sudden, it was worthless. Nobody was taking into the old paper money. And of course, as it would happen, there were long lines queuing, people rushing to you know convert their cash. And after a long wait, they got up and the government didn't even have enough cash to exchange and they had to go home and try back. You know, For weeks, some people went without no money. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, this is, a, Quick. this is a preview of things to come. I was on a plane one day uh, headed from Panama to Atlanta, Georgia. I happened to be sitting next to an Argentine dentist. Where are you from? He said, I'm from Argentina. And then I, I said, oh, you're Argentina. Let me ask you a question. Somebody told me you had banking collapse over there. Is it true? You wake up and you couldn't get your money. He said, let me tell you what happened to me. We woke up. There was a bank freeze. We were only allowed to take out $200 a day from the ATM. That was it. But he said the worst part was if you had $10,000 Argentinian pesos when you went to bed, the next morning it would devalue. It was worth 5000 Currency devaluation. A bank freeze. I said all that to say this. Just this week I'm hearing talk again of these possible bell-ins. You've heard of the bell-out? 
Yeah, we, bail in. Yeah, this where they use your money to bail people out. Folks, it's not the government bailing the bank out. The banks say, we're going to take your depositor monies and it's ours and we'll give you shares in our in our bank. You get worthless shares, they took your money out of your check and it seems got it's gone. Right. And you know, after the 2008 banking collapse, there were laws that were put in place then that makes it legal to do so. In America, you could wake up, Bank of America could seize all your money. Wells Fargo. Oh, absolutely. And I say Ab- that. Ab- Go ahead. No, no, you're absolutely right. And this will happen. And this is why I say be the prelude to the digital currency, um, Shannon. Um, they will. The fear factor will kick in, saying you're, you, the bank's going to close. They're going to keep your money. But if you'll switch over to this digital, then everything's fine. This is this is exactly what they're going to do. And you know, I've got another interview in about oh, four I, minutes. I, have I to apologize, jump on, brother. <laughs> brother no, listen. Uh, you're in demand, and uh, we want to have you back also. Uh, thank you for coming on today. Before we go, give out a plug again. How can people support your work, David? Thank you so much. Yeah, go to davidhebner.tv. Sign up to my network. Uh, you get It's free. You get 30, day, 30 days free. Um, or go to lastevangelist.com and support the TV series Last Evangelist. You can make a donation, be an actor, you can be a producer. Um, or you can uh, just go to davidhebner.tv forward slash give if you would like to support the ministry uh, or call 844-806-0006 if you would like to buy any of our product. You can go to davidhebner.tv forward slash order. And I uh, appreciate it, Shannon. I love you and I love all everybody out there. Brother, we love you too. And that's where I got the name Marathon Man. I have known to get our guest and hold them hostage for six hours straight. <laughs> we'll see you next time. I could time, do brother. it if I didn't have another commitment, but uh, I, I almost got an all-nighter going on here with three different interviews. So, see you, and you're, see you soon. you're a very special interview, and I really appreciate you. Thank you, my friend. We love you. We'll get you back soon. God bless you, right, David. God bless Bye-bye. Folks, that was David Hevner. And I mean it. Oh, well, we could keep going on with David. He is such a amazing man of God, got wisdom beyond his years. Wow. Go get the go get the uh, go get the movie and watch it. David TV lastevangelist.com. Yeah, that kind of feels like it was uh, for me the other day. Um, we did our evening programs, and then um, I was setting up to do two TV programs only to realize I have a, a UK show with Michael Cummins. And I said, oh man, I almost forgot it. Got so hectic. Thankfully, we had that, had just enough break and we were doing more. Well, you know, it's better to be busy than not. So that's a good thing. Um, I want to thank all of you for tuning in. God richly bless you. Go over to lastevangelist.com. I'm going to do it too today. And Learn more about David's ministry. If you're in his uh, city, you can go out and be part of the church. They have services, I think, three times a week. And uh, you can also support his ministry. They don't need much, actually, to be able to uh, start work on the uh, episode two. That'd be awesome, man. Praise the Lord. Maybe someone can fund them. Or we can all crowdfund them. Send them whatever you can. They'll have enough. 
with that, uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in today. God richly bless you. And um, i got to remember to look right into the camera so I can look right into your eyes. But I still don't have a position right. Got to work on that. Well, i tell you what I'm going to do. We're going to close the show with prayer. And then uh, I'm going to get to work on getting these shows uploaded and answer my emails. I'm grossly behind this week. We will be back, though, tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern. I hope that you'll join us. We're going to have on Michael Basham. We're going to have on Dr. Hansen and maybe more. Let's pray. Father Yehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for this opportunity to gather tonight. I thank you for Brother David, Brother Gary, for all the people out there tuning in wherever they're at. You have called us all into your end-time ministry. All that will answer that call. You're asking us, Lord Jesus, to work these harvest fields where the harvest field is white and the workers are few to bring in the harvest. To speak your word. To preach the gospel. That people can be saved to get them water baptized. To cast out devils. To lay hands on the sick that they recover. You said you would give us gifts through your Holy Spirit to help us do the job even better. Even heal the lepers and raise the dead. We thank you God that you have given us your word. You're not a man that you shouldn't lie. You watch over your word. You will perform it. We can put our faith and trust in you. And that's what you're calling us all to do. Because without faith it is impossible to please God. So God help us all. Increase our faith. Help our doubt and unbelief. In the name of Jesus tonight we rebuke all end time fear, worry, anxiety, stress. We command it to let us go and go to where Jesus sends you. We will not fear men. We will fear Yehovah God and his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost. Thank you, God, for this opportunity. I'm asking God you bless everybody who has made an attempt to get here either to listen live or listen to the archive. Bless them all, God. Bless those, God, also who have supported this network any way they could. Whether it was to invite a friend to the show, repost a program, put up our schedule, whether they were able to bless us financially, God bless them mightily. In Jesus' name, we plead the blood of Jesus Christ over every one of us. We ask, God, you'd surround us all with your warrior angels. Have mercy on us all, Father God. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. 
Now, friends, uh, I took down the links, but I probably need to put them back up on my webpage. If you go to YouTube, YouTube has some amazing movies. They were filmed back in the 70s and 80s. And they're as timely now as when they were made. <clears throat> uh, one is called A Distant Thunder. And um, the other one is called uh, Image of the Beast. There's four of them, actually. The other one's called A Thief in the Night. Uh, hold on. I'm going to actually put the link here for you. Hi, it, this is Rich Christian. It's called At Christian Movies. There we go. I'm going to do it right now for those of you that are tuning in. Check this out when you get some time. They've got a lot of Christian movies in there. Whoop. Uh, did I put the right link there? Wait a minute. Let me redo it in StreamYard. Okay. Once you get over there, just start uh, thumbing through them. And um, they've got a number of them by the director, Ross Doughton Jr. But the one that I really enjoyed watching and I'm just watching uh, only something if it's Christian. I'm not watching the Hollywood movies. I'm done with that. But uh, I went over and watched this. I feel blessed that I did. One of them is called Early Warning, 1981. Get that one. Early Warning, 1981. I saw that one. And then get the Thief in the Night series. There's four of them. There's one called The Prodigal Planet, Image of the Beast, A Distant Thunder, and it's it's not a trilogy, but there's four of them. So what do you call that? Four of them. And they, they were filmed in from 1973 up until the late 80s. Same, uh, some of the same actors in some of them. Man, they are great. And then get one from 1981 called Years of the Beast. These are sobering films. Now, whether you believe the rapture takes place or not, you'll be blessed by watching these movies. Personally, I don't believe we get out of here to the last trump. I believe we are going through the tribulation. Christians in the end days are meant to go through the tribulation. But not to experience the wrath of God that comes later. The wrath of God is on the wicked. We're not a point under wrath, so the wrath of God is not for the Christian church. But tribulation? All those in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, it says. They're much persecution and tribulation we enter into the kingdom of God Paul said of course and you know there have been different periods of time where Christians of those time went through different tests and temptations and trials look at the early church the early church back in the time of Nero they went underground they were being hunted down by Nero if captured, they were taken to the Colosseum or crucified, turned into torches. They went through it. And that was part of prophecy being fulfilled, but I believe in dual fulfillment. As it was then, it's going to be now. And we could have escaped this had we been born, you know, 100 years ago. And some will escape it. They're going home now. But there's a end-time church that uh, is going to see these things. 
that Revelation tells us about and it's good to get accustomed with it with the word and get a picture of some of the things that you and I might have to face but you know in the movie they say the same thing David did fear not when these things shall shall come for your redemption draweth nigh we don't have to fear I believe the Lord's with us and I believe even if it came to the point we got to put our head on the chopping block I believe the Lord will catch you up right out of there before the, the blade hit your neck. You won't feel a thing. Boom, you'll be gone. God just pulls you up. Look at what was happening to Stephen. They were stoning him and he looked into heaven and saw heaven open up and boom, God will take you. I believe that. And if we have to go through physical suffering, well, count yourself blessed because there's Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For great is their reward in heaven. Great reward coming. What do we got to go through? It's not going to last forever. But eternity is going to last forever. Eternity with God in the kingdom of God or apart from Him in outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth in the the flames of the lake of fire burning people forever I don't want to spend eternity in a volcano caldera only reason you need to go there is if you reject Christ we shouldn't have to go there no reason to go there you don't want to go there you cannot afford to miss heaven as somebody told me if you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior tonight you can does it cost anything in terms of money or but it will cost you something Christ wants all of you and all of me to serve him to love him keep his commandments follow him pick up our cross and follow him won't cost you financially rather but it will cost you something it will cost you your life he that seeks to save his life will lose it Jesus said he that will lose his life for my sake shall save it there is a cost that comes with receiving Christ but I'm not saying monetarily uh, what you do is it's a, it's a gift freely the Lord gives it to all who will call on his name on the name of the Lord Jesus who will confess that they're a sinner repent ask Jesus to forgive you Ask him to come into your heart and be your Lord and Savior. Put it in your own words. Lord Jesus, I confess I'm a sinner. I've done many bad things. I'm sorry. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I confess with my mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe, God, in my heart that you have raised Jesus from the dead. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. If you say that, as I've said and others have said it, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You just passed over from death to life. You are born again. Born of the Spirit. God will put His Holy Spirit in you and I. Heaven has recorded that you made a decision for Jesus Christ. 
and all who call the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be delivered. Then you want to find a place and get water baptized. You want to get a King James Bible if you speak English. Except no substitute. It's the best. I'm here to tell you. Get it. Begin to read it like we're doing here. Join us here on this program, Speak My Word, at 7 o'clock, Monday through Friday. Start your own Speak My Word. Get your Bible. Begin to read it. Begin to pray. Find some fellowship with like-minded believers. Could be here on Omega Man Radio. It could be at David Hevler's church if you're there locally where he's at. Or through one of these many programs, churches that are meeting online too. And follow Jesus. And whatever you do, don't deny him. They say, we're going to put you in jail. If you don't deny Jesus, say, you got my orange jumpsuit ready? They say, uh, well, you can't buy anything from here unless you take our mark. Say, well, then you can keep your food. Take that loaf of bread and shove it because I ain't taking that mark. We'll kill you if you don't renounce Jesus. Please do me the favor and send me to be with my Lord because this world sucks. I'm here to tell you, folks, If you're not afraid of death, there's not anything more that the enemy can torment you and I with. <clears throat> All you can do is kill you. And that ain't going to happen unless the Lord allows it. And if God allows it, then you and I have just been honored to be his martyr. And as one guy said, you go to the front of the line. I think it was Del Side said, you go to the front of the line. Uh, that's the greatest honor you could give the Lord Jesus, to die for him as he died for us. There is no greater love than a man who would die for his friend, die for a brother. Jesus Christ is our big brother. He is our king. He is our Lord and Savior. He is our God. The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. It's that simple, folks. That's the only way off this sinking ship. That is your escape pod. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Call on him while he may be found. Can't remember anything else. Call the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, save me. I receive you. Help me. Folks, love you all. Thank you for making these programs possible. I am now going to uh, get these shows uploaded. Give you a couple bonus vault. Another Harry Henry Groover. Right after eating my lunch. Um, I'm going into full lined out I think tomorrow but today I'm going to eat some rice I forgot to tell mom to prepare just some meat so I will eat this rice thank God for it Father God bless everyone that came out and bless the food that I'm about to partake of in Jesus name Amen we'll see you next time folks check out my website omegamanradio.com Are you ready Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in because the show is about to begin. You're watching the Omega Man TV broadcast with Shannon Ray Davis. Omega Man TV is on a mission to win souls for Jesus Christ. Cast out devils and pray for the sick that they be healed in Jesus' name. Stay with us till the end of the broadcast 
when we will be praying for your healing and deliverance, and you can have a power encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, enjoy today's show. Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you.